Welcome back to another episode of House to House. It is your boy, Kyler. Across me as always, the guy who picked a pack of pickled peppers, Peter. You know, we used to do that Doctor Octopus, Hello Peter thing. Uh-huh. It's, <laughs> the hype is real, man. The hype, the hype is real. Hype okay, is okay. Real. Let, let's, let's bring it back then. Okay, let me, let me redo that thing. Across me as always, the guy who picked a pack of pickled peppers and Doc Ock's favorite guy, Peter. Oh my gosh, have you seen that No Way Home video? I mean, the trailer, it's... Who the hasn't? hype is real. The latest one, is that a latest one that I have not seen? Came yeah. out yesterday morning. I have not seen. It's all recording time. Who yeah. hasn't? Uh, the boomer. <laughs> Alright, go and check it out after, after this recording then. And last but not least, the big bad boss, David Bay. Hi. Hi everybody. Um, now, before we begin today's episode, hey... If, you know, you like listening to us, make sure you're following House to House. And on Telegram, drop us that clickety-click. You know, it doesn't take, doesn't take much effort. Warm up your fingers for the Black Friday sales. Just drop us a click and a follow. Um, as usual, Spotify mobile listeners, if you scroll down and spot our question of the week, join in and interact with us. It's all anonymous. We don't know who clicked what and who answered what, so don't worry about that. Okay, so today we'll be going through the hidden costs of homes. And I mean, I, I want to share just a little bit, if that's okay, as to why we want to talk about this topic. I don't know about you guys, but personally, when it comes to money, right, I hate, I hate any, you know, like lies or deception behind it, if you get, get what I mean. Like, if I want to buy um, like a furniture, for example, right, I would much prefer the salesperson to just be honest with me and tell me, say, okay, the listing price says this amount, but in reality, you need to pay this amount because, you know, got compulsory yada yada or whatever, if you get what I mean. Like, I prefer them to be straight up with me. And I think, especially in the housing industry, it occurs very often also because people just look at the price of the house and think like, okay, that's it. Like, housing isn't taught as a curriculum here in Singapore, right? Or, or maybe anywhere even. So people don't know if that's like the final price or if, there needs, if there's anything else that sh- they should pay for. How, how do y'all feel about this? Do y'all agree? I uh, agree. <laughs> to a certain extent. Yeah. To a certain extent, okay, yeah. So before we go into the hidden costs that homeowners might face, um, I just asked you all first, based on your experiences maybe, maybe give a percentage out of, out of 100 or something. How many people are unaware about the hidden costs of buying a home? Or maybe they don't know the f- all the different types of hidden costs of buying a home. How many people? Uh, how many, what's the percentage of people? Or like everyone. Uh, really? Uh, uh, like 100%? I would, I would dare say, you know, if you're talking about 100% of all the costs that you can expect to pay, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone could, be, you know, would know exactly how much a house will cost them. Okay, so maybe let's just go into de- more detail about this first very quickly. Um, like maybe why is it that hundred percent of people don't know? Is it because um, it's unforeseen, like it's unpredictable, or they are just uh ignorant about it? Like they weren't thought about these things. Like hey, you should look out for this, 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 this. Like a full list of it. Okay, so the list itself is hard. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I give you an example. Everybody knows. So many episodes. I just bought a new house. I moved in. And obviously, I'm doing this job. Uh, so, I should know better. Hmm. 
I also have hidden costs that popped up on me. Okay. I also ended up with some cash flow issues like, hey, why my money not yet in yet? You know, like, like I would dare to say it, you wouldn't expect that from me, lah. but I still can't. So unfortunately, hard to escape, mm. even by the, by the, by the best or the person in the job, right? Hmm. So, yeah. So, if I can kind what more anyone else? Right, exactly. I think, I think maybe it's um, inevitable, right? That there will be some hidden costs here and there. But I think it's better for... Uh, maybe we can just list out some of the more general hidden costs people should expect, like people can expect um, what's going to come out and everything. Like the main bulk of it. So I think maybe for this episode, let's just use the example of a $500,000 house. So everyone right now, pretend you're going to purchase a $500,000 house, 500k, so it's easier to visualize for everyone, okay? Um, okay. Yeah, and for each of the different hidden costs that we're going to list out in this episode, maybe we can get Peter to share with us about the theory of it, and then Bay, you can come in with the application of it, maybe if you have any past case studies, um, then you just come in after that. Does it sound yes, okay? Boss. <laughs> so I gotta change my intro to it is your boss now, is it? <laughs> okay, um I think the first uh hidden property cost we'll go into is the option fee. So Peter, would you like to take us away? Yeah, so an option fee is uh, an an amount that you have to pay even before you you know you're like moving in. It's the first ever cost you really have to pay when you choose to buy a house. Basically, this is uh, it's like a deposit in a sense. Okay. It's your way of saying, of uh, it's part of a legal document called the option to purchase, where you as the buyer and the seller agrees to, you know, have this contract. It's like your so, fee to pay when like you want to reserve the thing like, in that sense. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's really like a deposit. It's really like a a way of saying that, yes, I want to be the legal buyer of this property. You cannot sell it to anyone else during the period that I have agreed to buy it from you. Then I forfeit the amount if I eventually do not buy it from you. So it's like an opportunity cost for the seller. So the option fee, option to purchase, is usually uh, 1% of the sale price of the property. This is a traditional amount, but of course, it's uh, for private property, it's negotiable between uh, buyer and seller. For HDB properties, if you're buying directly from HDB, then of course, uh, there's a fixed amount, and that fixed amount is based on the size of the flat. Uh, HDB charges $2,000 for four-room or five-room or bigger flats, uh, $1,000 for three-room flats, and $500 for two-room flexi flats. I didn't know that. That's something I learned today. I thought it was just 2000 for everything. <laughs> That's because you only buy big flats, right? You don't buy small flats. Like I only have one PTO, <laughs> la. come on. Yeah, uh, Yeah. so so HGB has a tiered uh, option fee amount. Okay, so basically the option to purchase has two different parts. You put down the, the smaller fee to secure the option. And then you exercise the option and put down the bigger fee. Mm, yes. Sorry. So if you forfeit after you exercise the option, mm. then you lose a lot more. And technically, the person who's selling it to you has the right to sue you for losses. Damn. Mm. So imagine Kyler is the one selling the house to me, okay, at 500000 Okay. So we, we negotiated, we decide, okay, Kyler, I want to buy a 500000 Kyler said, okay. And it's a private house. So now I pay him 1% to get the option to purchase. 
and he says, okay, standard standard agreement, I need to exercise the option to purchase within the next 14 days. What does this mean to me and to him? To Kyler, he collects $5,000 today, which is the 1% of the option to, for me to buy the option to purchase. Mm, okay, 5000 costs 1% of 500k lah. Exactly. Okay. Then now this option to purchase, if I don't exercise it in 14 days, that means I give up the house, mm. he earns 5000 and he still owns the property. No harm, no foul, no anger, nothing. Mm, okay. okay. It's like you basically, hey, I want to reserve this house and then you don't follow uh, through on that. The exact correct layman word would be that 1% is to reserve the house for the next 14 days. Mm, for okay, you so, okay. Correct. So on this document, right, has my name, my IC number. I never sign anything. Eh. Kyler sign only because mm. Kyler is committing the reservation to me. Right. Okay. okay. Within the next two weeks, or literally, I get the option uh, within the next one second to two weeks, uh, I pay the other 4%. So total is, standard is about 5%. Uh, it's 5%. So okay. I pay the other 4%, which is uh, another 20000 Yeah. Yeah, $20,000. So now Kyler has gotten $25,000. Yes. Uh, wrong. Uh. Kyler only got 5000 The other 20000 is actually given to his law firm. Oh, okay, okay. It's not yeah. passed to me. Uh. It's not passed to no, the home seller. No, okay. and he doesn't get it until like completion date. Right, okay. Yeah. So uh, that's basically like option fee. Uh. So there are two parts. One is the option to purchase, which is like your reserve fee, right? Which is 1%. The second part of it is the you exercise the option fee, which is home buyer wants to pay another four percent, but that one goes to the law firm instead. But that's basically like okay, like it, it's not uh, just reserve anymore, like okay. it's like you're gonna follow through already. La. So colloquially they use the option fee is one percent, the exercise fee is four percent. Ah, so so that's how people talk. talk people say, Oh, option fee one percent, exercise fee four percent. Or in the case of HGB, option fee. 1,000, exercise fee 4,000. Don't care about the price. You can even make the option fee lesser or more. It's up to you. Oh, so it's quite negotiable. Like. It's not a hard uh, standard law. Uh, it's a standard. It's uh. not a law. There are guidelines. Um, however, it is negotiable. Mm. But it's quite fixed at uh, 5k for HGB and 5% for private. Like. Okay, uh, so for option fee, we can... Uh, conclusively say that it applies to all types of houses uh, whether you want to buy HDB whether you want to buy condos private property even condos that are not built yet option fee is a step that everyone has to go through right? Yep to buy a house yes Okay very cool so that's the first hidden property cost now let's move on to our second one Um, I'm pretty sure maybe some, most listeners have already heard of this somewhere if it's not from our podcast it is the stamp duty so um, what is it? What is it like stamp duty? Is it like envelopes you must put stamp? Is that like that kind of tax or what? Envelope <laughs> uh, <laughs> have to put stamp. <laughs> it was set up like that. I mean, stamp duty is literally a tax, la. I mean, historically speaking, it's called stamp duty because you needed to pay for the stamp that was placed on the document, uh, to make it legally effective. So you know, even beyond the postage stamps that we understand today. This stamp is like a stamp of approval kind of thing where right. you know, okay. it's, it's to legalize the document. Lah. So you're paying to get someone to legalize your transaction. That's basically what oh. it is. Lah. It's just okay. you it's know, like, like a fee of approval lah, in that sense. It's, it's red tape lah, essentially. Yeah. Mm, okay. Okay. So what's the, what are these 
like the Singapore's housing rules on stamp duty? Like what's the percentage? What do people have to pay? So so um this is again a tax that is paid to the government. So the stamp duty is mm. um a percentage of your price based on the amount of the purchase price or the market value, whichever is higher. Um it's, it's similar to, to income tax, it's progressive. So the more you spend um, on your house, the more tax you have to pay. Uh, so the first $180,000 is 1%, mm. so that's um, $1,800. Okay. The second $180,000 is 2%, so that's $3,600. Oh, it's 1% of the 180 k ah. Ah, okay. So it's not one percent for the, the remaining for the remaining hundred and forty thousand dollars. That one is charged three percent. Three percent of that forty thousand dollars. Uh, that's four thousand two hundred dollars. So altogether, it's four thousand two hundred plus three thousand six hundred plus one thousand eight hundred is nine thousand six hundred dollars stamp duty on a $500,000 dollar house. Right. So it's a little bit different from the option fee as we mentioned previously. Um it's not one percent of the uh, yeah, it's not a percentage of the property's purchase price, but instead yeah, it's one percent, two percent of the hundred and eighty K That's the that's the rule that the government said, right? Right. Okay, okay. So basically you get taxed more for paying for buying more expensive houses, la, Got more expensive it. property. Okay, okay. Oh, is stamp duty applicable to all types of houses? Meaning you buy HDBs, BTOs, BUCs, yep. condos, private property. Stamp duty is a, uh, it's a step that everyone also has to go through, right? Regardless of yes. what type of property type. Okay, very nice. Um, So that's one option fee. And secondly, it's the stamp duty that people really cannot avoid, basically. It's really like you have to go through it. Now let's move on to the third hidden property cost, which is legal and valuation fees so what what are legal and valuation fees peter uh so yeah this is just a catch-all category for um the you know the assistance the documentation the administration that that um traditional convincing law firms do for you on your behalf so that you mm. don't have to do it yourself and i think in some cases and be calling me if i'm wrong you cannot do it yourself anyway like like you need a legal representative you need a lawyer to to sign off on the documents you cannot just represent yourself yeah uh, can you do it yourself do you for for 99.999 percent of the population you don't have access to the tools that lawyers do exactly. like i don't know okay so can a yeah. lawyer like a conveyancing lawyer not hire anybody and do it himself then he he need, the tools are by his company lah so mm. his law firm can lend him the tools to do it. Mm. There's still costs. There, so there will always be fees. Is whether the guy who can do it himself pay costs or pay a firm to have profit, lah, right? Because it's yep. a service they provide. So mm. there's always some that some things. Okay, like like we said, we have to do like the credit checks, the bankruptcy checks, the legal checks on the seller. Um, mm. yeah. So there's a lot of things that needs to be done. Checks. Uh, why do you need a lawyer? Why do you need a valuer? Peter has already mentioned. The, let me explain the conversation that has to go on behind the scenes, right? You, you who are buying a house, you need to actually, when you buy a house, you need to talk to these agencies. CPF, you need to use CPF, correct? 
let's say you don't have to, never mind. Then don't need lah. But CPF is one of them. Mm. IRAS, IRAS, you need to pay stamp duties. Singapore Land Authority, they need to know that you bought the house and the title deed must reflect your name, right? Change the name of title deed from Tyler to Bay, right? Yeah. Uh, the bank to get your loan. And of course, then SLA also needs to put the, the title deed has the bank's name because now the bank also technically owns your property and do you pay them. Um, then you need to lodge caveats with, I think, other agencies as well. You need to do checks. Then you need to talk to the valuer because the price you buy at, as Peter said, you need to pay a tax on it, the stamp duties, the, the valuation, the proper purchase price, whatever is higher. So you need to provide the valuation report to IRAS. You also need to provide the valuation report and the loan to CPF so that CPF can disperse the leftover. Let's say you buy 500k, your loan is 300k, the value is 500k, uh, and you have 100k in CPF. CPF needs to make sure that I can give you the 100k because, and not more, if your CPF has even more money because the loan is already 300. Now, some people have 500k in CPF, but your loan is 300, CPF isn't going to give you more than what is needed. So CPS needs to check all that. Make sure there's no cash over value and stuff like that as well. So yes, even if you have the ability to do all this, nobody ain't got time for this. <laughs> yeah, I was about <laughs> to say, because when, when you were mentioning all this, right, I was just like staring at my wall like, like what? Like there's so many things that one person has to yeah. do if they want to do it themselves, right? Correct. So will a True. conveyancing lawyer do all this for them? The convincing law firm will do all this. The convincing uh. lawyer will explain everything and let me sign documents. The convincing lawyer's team. <laughs> 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 the lawyer is a lawyer, right? His status is lawyer. There's the secretary, there's the team, there's the convincing project person, there's the CPF team, the IRAS team. They break it down, lah. They break it down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so if you hire their services, yeah. they will cover everything yeah, for you, lah, basically. Correct. Ah, okay, okay. So this is what it means by legal and valuation fees. Correct. Got so it. Okay. if you ever ask why the law firm earns so much. This is why lah. <laughs> yeah. Then there are hidden fees. Ah, hidden fees. Some... Hidden fees or the hidden fees? Uh? No, no, no. This is not hidden <laughs> one. Lawyer fees are not hidden fees. So my lawyer is for HDB, 1008 all in net. Okay. That means what do you mean by that? Okay, why do I use the term all in that? Every time anyone out there has their own law firm to use and the lawyer tells you 1,006, 1,005, 2,000, whatever, send them a black and white. See, lawyers work with black and white. Lah, so think in their way, okay? Send them a text, WhatsApp, where it has to, it's captured in black and white. Is this all in that? Why? Okay, lah, they will charge you GST. Suddenly, it's not 2,008 anymore. Okay, what is uh, 7% of $1,600? Calculator out. $1,600 is $112. So if they say $1,600 and they add GST, it suddenly becomes $1,700 and $1,200. Right? Mm-hmm. Then there's something called legal stamping. $500. Oh, it, it, is, it is legitimate fee. Uh, except that when the $1,800 my lawyer charges you, it's all in already. But what some, some law firms charge is that, look, uh, I send you the bill. Your legal bill is thousand seven hundred. Your uh. stamping fee is not your mortgage stamp fees. Uh, it's a stamping fee that they do the procedure for you. It's five hundred. So now thousand seven twelve already plus another five hundred. Suddenly you are paying two thousand two hundred and twelve dollars. Yeah. So it's, this one is really hidden fees of the hidden fees, uh. this one is It's hidden fees, fees under table, disgusting fees. 
Like wow. you said just now, the lawyer should just say, this is my all-in fee. You know, what, what do you say just now about salesman? I think before we started recording the podcast, we're talking about when you buy something from the shopping center, you want the salesman to tell you everything costs Yeah, together. just straight up tell me what's the actual price I have to pay. And then I, after that, I break down for you. This mm. is your total, you pay Kyler, and this is the reasons why. Yeah. There is this warranty fee, there's this insurance fee, there's this, you know, whatever. Mm. You can remove the add-on or some cannot remove, you know, whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah, so the lawyers that we use is all in that 1008. I might. Don't go and get 1,007 and then you kana GST, kana stamping fees. Then suddenly you tell me, how come my lawyer is so expensive? I'm like, because, because you never use my lawyer. <laughs> you cannot con by somebody who is, yeah. So that so, is, yeah. yeah. So would you advise people to, let's say, I mean, they have to make their own decisions, right? Eventually, would you yeah. say that they should always check whether this is the all-in fee or not? Please do, always. So Please even do. if okay. the client doesn't want to use the law firms that we trust, there are they, they may be using another good law firm, right? So there's no there's no way of telling them don't use their law firm. No, but I will tell them, that. make sure you ask all in net. Yeah, that's the all one question now. All in common net. And all in common net. Yeah, what is your net price? All in. All in. Because net has to be inclusive of GST, right? Yeah. Then all in has to be inclusive of all these stupid things that they want to add in later. Okay, yeah. So, listeners, I mean, if you are planning to buy a home soon or in the future and, you know, when you get your conveyancing firm to do all this, just make sure to ask one question. Is this the all-in net? And that basically ensures that's the total price that you have to pay at the end of the day. That's it. No sudden surprises, you know, come out after that and everything. Yep. Okay, Um. and I think... Uh. Oh, you want to ask me the fees? Okay, bring it down very quickly. Uh, HGB resale thousand eight to two thousand. HGB BTO two thousand to two thousand two. Why do BTOs normally cost more? Is because it takes longer, right? The law firm has to hold your file for the next two, three, four years. Storage fee. They also have to like every time something happens, they have to take your file refresh again. They're not going to remember it. Mm. No, so it, it's a lot more time consumed, Right. Yeah, um, H, a private resale, 2005 is really considered very good to 3000 Anything above 3000 somebody is earning some extra money somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, for building under construction, so the BTOs of private, B, which we call new developments of BUC, 2.5 is also very cheap. Normally, it's 2.8 to 3000 plus. Yeah, because okay. they again have to hold your file for the next few years. Lah. So for legal and valuation fees, it's not um there's no like percentage or uh in that sense um exponential rising cost right, compared to the other two. Mm. It used to be, and lawyers were earning a lot of money last time. Mm, but not anymore, lah. Not anymore. Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay, so, so so just to cut in, this is for this is for private law firms, lah, convincing law firms. HDB has its own legal team, and their charges are are. Fixed by law, in a sense, it's you know it's under the Housing and Development Act, and those are based specifically on the the purchase price. So, uh, your your legal fees are a proportion of your purchase price in that same progressive manner that stamp duty is. So you know a certain amount will be charged this fee, the next amount will be charged this fee, and so on and so forth. Now let's move on to the fourth hidden property cost, which is maintenance fees. So I think when everybody hear maintenance fees, a lot of people will think condo immediately, right? Because of, you know, all the 
like what, what do you actually have to pay for condo maintenance fees like the security the swimming pool the gym all these kind of things is it pretty much yeah um, okay so um does it only apply to condos then is it really only condos well, i mean <clears throat> obviously not so so hgbs do have uh what is called uh the service and conservancy charges or sncc okay which is an amount that they charge uh, on a monthly basis mm. And this is an amount that um, some people may not realize is determined by your town council Ooh, okay. and not a flat rate. So some town councils can charge less. Some town councils will charge more. This is dependent and on the depending area. On, yeah, depending on which neighborhood, which town council you fall under, uh, mm, you're, okay. you know, you're obliged to pay that town council the amount that they are charging you. La. So I'm staying in a HDB now. You mean my parents are paying every month a fee to town council? Pretty much, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So how much, how much is usually the SNCC or the HDB maintenance fees? Uh, HDBs, it depends on the size of your flat. Okay. And clearly, it's between 50 to $100, depending on the size of the flat. There are um, occasions where you might get reduced rates. For example, if, um, if you don't own, if this is your only property, then... HDB already applies a discounted rate for you. Yeah, and this is mainly just for the upkeep of your estate, the grass cutting, you know, ah, the, the, the washing of cleaning, the, the rubbish disposal, kind of things, huh? yeah, right, your, your okay, block okay. cleaning. So, so it's a much smaller fee because there are much less services involved in public housing than say a condominium, where like you mentioned, you have to pay for the security, you have to pay for the Maybe the utilities. The pool maintenance. The, yeah, the pool, the gym, the tennis courts, whatever facilities your, your condo might have that HGB owners don't get to enjoy. La. Right. Okay, okay. Um, then let's go to our last hidden property cost, the fifth and final one. Uh, renovation fees. I mean, okay, everybody knows renovation fees, right? Um, but I think maybe let's take a different approach to this. Uh, I was just going to say, I mean, we are talking about hidden costs, right? So, mm. I mean, let's not focus on the standard renovation costs that we're all thinking of. Let's, yeah, okay. Yeah, let's focus on what is, what is unexpected. Yeah. yeah, so is there anything that might be unexpected instead of the usual, like, oh, I want to buy my furniture from this special place, so obviously it will cost more. Mm. There's always going to be renovation costs, lah. Right, so okay. don't don't kid yourself, right? If you're going to buy a house and it's going to be a house that has been lived in by somebody else, uh, then there will always be some cost that you would decide to pay. Whether it's eighty dollars to redo your plumbing, buy a new sink, repair a door, two three hundred dollars, repaint the house, couple of hundred dollars. There is always going to be cost involved, even if you buy it without the intention to do any heavy renovation, there is going to be small touch-ups which you will pay. That everybody has to do la, eventually. Yeah. Mm. If you buy a house from somebody who bought a new development, nobody stay, never rent out, make profit, sell to you, then you think, oh, but nobody stay, what? I don't need touch-up. Uh, then there is no... You know when you get a house from HDB directly or from a new de- a developer directly, there are no lights in the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't come with lighting, uh. mm. so wire. Uh, so there's wiring, but the the wires are sticking out of the sockets and all that. Right. You have to do one, uh. So there's no such thing as 
I just buy brand new. Uh, the guy didn't even stay. Do need renovation. Uh, even more cost because that means there's no so- there's no lights. There's nothing in the house yet. Mm. So, so I think at the end of the day, there will still be some small fees you pay, even if you decide, I don't want to do any renovation. So let's divide it into two. I don't want to do any major renovation. Fine. Because major renovation, I would say anything above 15,000, 20,000. I okay. renovated my house at 110K, my older house at 50,000. Uh, furniture included. Okay? So first house, 50K, second house, 110. Spend quite a lot on, that's why contractors will have a business, right? Uh, yeah. Let's say, Peter, I don't think you want to spend the 50000 on your house when it comes. Nope, can't afford it. But probably <laughs> 10, 10, 20 grand is still going to be the norm, inclusive of furniture that probably costs half of it. I, I'm going to do the millennial thing of renovating one room at a time, depending on which room we need Correct, to use. But, but no matter what, there's some renovation costs, la, right? Yeah. So so that's where that's where what will happen. Then if, let's say, you buy somebody else's house, there will be you know, the silicone in your sink, in your toilet, in your kitchen, maybe turn black from algae or from whatever growth you will scrape off and redo. All these cost money, right? Mm. You know how to do yourself great, lah, but if not, you will find somebody to do for you. The light spoil. I don't like this white light, I want yellow light. Or I don't like yellow light, I want white light. You know, <laughs> there will still things you will do. Lah. So, hidden cost mm. is not hidden. But please don't kid yourself and say there is no renovation cost. Mm. Yeah. And there is like potential like wear and tear over the years, right? Yeah, I mean, depending on how old the unit is, mm. you probably need to spend more to spruce it up or to ma- maintain, to yeah, make sure maintain, that right? yeah. none of the appliances. Are... I know my house, like my actual house is uh, having white walls all the while. Because my dad is a bit OCD about it. So whenever there are any stains, especially when it comes to like Chinese New Year or whatever, right? Then, you know, he has to do like touch-ups of everything. And like all this also will fall essentially under like uh, the wear and tear cost of the renovation fees, right? Like maybe door hinges a bit squeaky. He has to apply oil in there. And these are things that he has to purchase also like annually. So it does factor into the cost as well. Yes. I mean, as in, if, if say we buy from your dad, then mm. as a buyer, we are lucky lah, because... You know, a seller like your father has maintained his house relatively well. But mm. not everyone is like your father. Not everyone is, you know, willing to do that kind of effort to ensure that their house upkeep is up to standard. Mm. Sometimes you go in and you realize that you have to really, you know, you have to just get the house up to a certain standard before you can even renovate. Right. And that extra costs, okay. yeah, you know, that, that the previous seller didn't, you know, bother to make any effort is now falls to you as the buyer. So obviously when you, before you buy the house, you know, actually go through the the property, actually pay attention to all these things and then you know, offer a price that factors in all these extra costs that you will end up paying once, you know, they remove all the furniture and all the things that were never exposed to the light for 20 over years <laughs> is finally, you know, like those home buying horror stories when they find exactly. out the basement is actually something else, this kind of thing. Or, or that you actually have neighbors that you didn't know of. Mm. Oh. <laughs> not well, non human neighbors, <laughs> like, non human neighbors. Tenants, tenants. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah, I think that's basically more or less the general hidden cost that almost everyone would face, right, when they come into uh buying a home. And it doesn't really it doesn't really matter what kind of home uh 
you buy, whether it's HDB, whether it's condo, whether it's a landed property, but this five that we have mentioned is generally a step that everyone would face in their entire um, home buying process. And there's really to no way to escape this, I guess. So um, these are the comp- I would say like the compulsory hidden fees lah, yeah, of buying a house. So it's not just the price tag on the property, but you know, do know that these are some things that, uh, not some things, these are things that you actually have to factor in eventually also. But yeah, uh, on the flip side of all these hidden fees, can I just ask, um, are there any hidden freeze, like with an R, that homeowners may have overlooked? Like, instead of paying, you know, when they buy a house, they get, something for free is there anything that they can expect or no but i mean i guess i guess it depends on how you define it if you want to be loose about the definition i think uh there's a lot of benefits in in getting to know your future neighbors you know in just reaching out to them maybe joining their facebook group or their whatsapp chat group and then just seeing whether there's any like you know group buys or 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 similar ways that you know can help each other save money or, or share things. I do think this does fall under the hidden free because you're not just buying a home, right? You're essentially like buying a slot in a community in that sense, right? Where you start building relationships uh, with your neighborhood, with your neighbors, this kind of things. And then if that, I mean, if you're close with your neighbor, like Bay, I know you were close to your previous Pongol neighbor and everything, then you develop a friendship and everything, then help does come in here and there and that's priceless. Like, like you can't put a price tag on that, right? That's yeah. true. Mm. I miss them because down here not haven't haven't known the neighbors yet. Uh, better hope none of your neighbors hear this then. Uh so yeah, there are <laughs> <laughs> there are some hidden freeze here and there that you know um there there is no definite price tag on it, but it's more to the more holistic elements to your life, you know? Yeah. Okay. Very cool, very nice episode, guys. Um let's end it with our weekly wind down. Um, so today recording is the 18th um, of November. Yesterday, HDB just released its prices for the Rocho BTO. Um, I don't want to talk too much about the three room. Let's just go into the four room, right? Because we did discuss it a couple of episodes ago and we were answering the question like, hey, is it really affordable or not? Is it really accessible or not? So um, the four room price for the Rocho BTO is, just to give you all the figures, 582k to 688k for forum at Rocho. Very quickly... This is excluding um, grants. Right? Yeah, excluding grants. Um, very quickly, do you all think it's affordable, yes or no? And if you have an explanation, let's just keep it under a minute. Uh, either of you want to go first, feel free. I mean, I, I think it's ridiculously affordable. I mean, this mm. is the exact amount that I expected mm. uh, HDB to price it at when they claimed it was going to be affordable and accessible. I'm glad they, they lived up to it. They kept to their word. In that sense, la. Mm, very cool. Um, Bay, what do you feel about this? Do you think it's affordable? Yep. I think oh. it's I think it's great. Mm. Um I think that people will still profit from it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that remains to be seen, la. I mean we yeah. did theorize that people will still profit from it. I mean it, they but... should profit from it, but they shouldn't profit stupid amounts. Mm. Like Pinnacle, Dawson, mm. Buntiong. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think the whole PLH model is to keep that under check, right? To make sure that yep. doesn't happen. So yeah, yeah, I, I I agree with you guys. I think it's very affordable. Just to give some comparisons, the 582 to 688k for the Rocho BTO is 
I think if I'm not wrong, slightly lesser than the one at Bishan. Yep. And I mean, just based on comparison of the locations alone, Rojo is so much more centralized than Bishan. It's crazy. Sorry, Bay, don't get offended by it. But no, no, I mean, no. It's it's true. It's true. I know lah. I'm just messing with you because you're the Bishan boy. Uh, but Rojo is insane lah. I mean, for that price, every I would think a lot of people will be applying for this right now. Yeah, but only how many hundred can get? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, okay, okay like, different story lah. Let's talk about applications first. That will be in the thousands lah. Uh, but yeah, I mean. For now, for now, good job HDB on keeping uh on living up to what you promised. Uh and then we'll what remains to be seen is whether you know it, it stays this way, I think first of all, whether it stays affordable, accessible, and inclusive, and whether you know this is actually the solution that we needed for the you know to dampen the lottery, in fact, and insane resale prices. So yeah, very cool. Um, yeah, we'll call it there, guys. We went through quite a bit today. Uh, let us know what you think. If you learned something new, or if you may have anything that you want to clarify, just email us podcast at mortgagemaster.com.sg. Alternatively, Spotify users standard type the question in the QA below and we can respond to you in a future episode. In like the towards the end of end of the episode, like a weekly wind down something, or we can always bring back open house where we answer your questions. Whatever property, mortgage, personal finance questions, we can do that there as well. Okay, thanks for joining us, folks. We'll catch you the same time next week. Okay, everybody say bye. 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 See ya.